People are like, you got a word for me, brother? Lamentations! Everyone's dying and I alone am dying and I'm the only one left and I'm dying. <laughs> Death is my closest friend. I memorized that verse in, during my dark night of the soul. You know what dark night of the soul was for me? Bible college. True story. That was my lamentation season. Five years of serious dark night of the soul. Oh, man. Whew. When I came out of dark night of the soul in 2006 and started full-time ministry, I asked the Holy Ghost, why did you send me there? You know, I was a little ticked off about the dark night. It was horrible. I thought I was going to die every day. Death was my closest friend during those years. I'm not being dramatic, it's true. It's absolutely horrible. And I mean, it's like being under the covering of the principalities. It's like being under the covering of Jezebel. That's what Dark Night of the Soul is, is when you're living under the shadow of death. You've all had a Dark Night of the Soul. Some of you are still in it. It's when your soul is still under the principality of Satan. Truth, anyhow. And you come out of that principality, you come out of that system of man and flesh and bones and blood, and you come into being under God the Father's love, and it's like, what the heck was that? That was living under a principality. That's called the dark night. You all go through it because everything that came in you has to come out of you. As your spirit journeys upward inside your own body, everything you let into you, into your spirit over all your years, has to come out of your spirit. The whole world has to come out of your spirit. And the love of God's going to get so strong, it's going to be easy. I know a lot of you still think it's impossible and that your sanctification is good and dandy and I don't really need that much more fire. You'd be surprised. Most of you are barely even saved. <laughs> Most of you can't even donate. You're so bound up. It's true. Most of you really struggle. You hear their sob stories every day, and I'm not making fun of you. I'm just saying it's still dark night for most of you because you're still under the principality of Satan. How do, you get, how do you get that thing off your head? How do you end your dark night? By the oil of love burning in your lamp brightly, moving forward, not being connected to anything in the natural realm, not getting comfortable in your job, not getting comfortable in your relationships, not getting comfortable in anything in the natural realm. You get comfortable in the natural realm, you'll die. That's the wide path of destruction. I hope that the prophetic sauce is strong enough today to be an irritation, like John the Baptist's camel hairs rubbing against your flesh. So you go further up the river. You go further in the glory, further and deeper in the anointing, and come out of the realm of the natural completely and into the realm of the anointing 100%. That's what I pray for everyone. The prophetic is to be an irritation to your complacency. Always has been, but won't always be. Won't always be. You will not always have prophecy. 1 Corinthians 13, when love comes, all prophecy fades away in divine love. That's what's begun. 
That's what's happening. So, if you've made a full-time job out of being a prophet, now it's time to transition out of being a prophet to being a lover. And you can be a prophetic lover. Because once you're in love, you're in the fullness of prophecy, and all prophecy is fulfilled in divine love. When you start living in Eden, and you can identify sincerely with your whole soul connected to the realm of love in your heart, Christ in you, the hope of realizing the glory. Christ is our Eden paradise. And you learn to find Eden within yourself first, in your own spirit. Jesus, come into my heart. Oh, now I can't find him. Now I'm going to get bewitched, beat up by the night watchman, wander around in the external realm, bewitched by Jezebel, church hopping, trying to find revival in the external realm, turning into witches, charismatic witches on every corner of, of America. And that's the truth anyhow. And we still love them. But you have to tell the truth if you're a true lover. Otherwise, they'll never be set free. You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. If you tell the truth strong enough, it'll actually hatch you out of your flesh, like a shell, rakaf in Hebrew, which means to hatch. Salvation is a hatching of your spirit coming out of your flesh. Uh -huh. We need to have coming out parties, openly gay, coming out of the flesh as a spirit creature in Christ Jesus today. Amen. And you need to have some gay pride. You need it. Because gay means to be bright with light. Your faces need to shine with your spirit. That's the original definition of gay, was to be happy and to be bright with light. The Shekinah glory will make every day a gay day. Uh huh. And you stay out of the closet, your prayer closet, openly gay, every day, all day long. Mm -hmm. You wake up and you're just grinning ear to ear. Holy Spirit, because you're so energized in liquid love. You've been sleeping under the apple tree all night. You wake up, and it's like you've had a heroin bag or like an IV bag of morphine dripping in your bloodstream the whole night. I woke up this morning, and you know, you think you'd adjust to the natural realm, not if you're growing in divine love. I don't even know where I'm at half the time. I mean, I could have, I could have been in the same place for 20 years, and it looks completely different in a new degree of glory and a greater hit of divine love. Yeah. Divine love is so rich that it changes your environment that you don't even know where you are anymore. We don't have a grid for divine love. Divine love is stronger than death. That means it's stronger than heroin. That's written in the Bible. Divine love will get you higher than all the drugs of the world combined. That's a promise in Scripture. Read Song of Songs in every translation. I have. Every single translation is all about getting high and drunk on love with no exception in any translation of Song of Songs in the whole world. But that's one of the most neglected books because once we go into that realm, we become Edenites. And if we're honest with ourselves, most of us are still Sodomites. We still got perversion and lust and need to get zipped up from all the immorality in the world. That's why you don't feel the power of God strongly in your soul because you're not an Edenite because you're still a Sodomite. That's not condemnation, that's revelation that you need to change your mind to agree with the truth. You need to repent and return to Eden with all your heart. You need to get zipped up from all your sin. Amen. And you do it by receiving love. It's not like beat someone up, you gotta be better, you're not good enough. This isn't that self-righteousness stuff you're used to in spiritual Egypt. Okay, This ain't 
ziggurats of ancient Mesopotamia. This ain't Sumerian sorcery. Okay, we're not locking you up inside human blood and, and drinking your brains. We're not siphoning your spirits for fallen angels. We're not sorcerers. We're not religious people. We don't live in buildings made by human hands. I don't serve at the tabernacle of Molech or under the star Remphan. I, stir, I serve under God the Father's banner of divine love. Amen. And it sounds weak because we're so carnally minded. Oh, yeah, love. And we just think, being nice to each other, that ain't love. Love is like a nuclear war. When you get into true love, divine love, the marriage chamber, start living in the bedroom of King Jesus, amen, and all purity and holiness and get your virginity restored so everything sexual has no negative connotations, all that perversion getting burnt out of you, all of that perversion in you is what makes you insecure and unconfident in the things of God. That's how the principalities work. They say, well, you can't be confident in holiness. Last year, you jerked off to pornography. I've had people, I've watched demons steal people's joy because they stole a pencil in kindergarten. I couldn't believe it. That they still had a seared conscience. I mean, we're talking about like goody two-shoes church Christians type of people that still got their conscience seared. So I don't need to even go into the extreme cases like where I come from, hell on earth. I'll go into the goody two-shoe arena I've seen people with a seared conscience because they stole a pencil in kindergarten. It's all sin. Whether you're Genghis Khan and you've raped and murdered 100,000 people, or you've stolen a pencil in kindergarten, either way you seared your conscience. And you, see, you need the same blood sacrifice to get your brain crystal clear and sparkling to agree with the Word of God burning in your heart like a menorah. Amen. It's not about, oh, I've been forgiven so much sin. It's just recognizing the human condition. It's not about you, you're a former prostitute or crack dealer. It's about, I was a former human being. That's the truth. You're a former human being. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says you're a new creature and you're no longer a human. See, this, the demons want you to be a good human. That's how Satan corrals Christians and keeps them as good eight to five slaves in America. It's called Freemasonry. That you would be good in the flesh after you're born again, a servant of Satan, a servant of the false royalty of Queen Elizabeth and all the crap in the United Kingdom, how they spread all this false Jezebelic Christianity through the whole planet in partnership with Anglican Church and Protestant Church and Roman Catholic Church. And it's all Satanism. And it's even corrupted the charismatic church. The charismatic church is just a hybrid form of Catholicism. We think we're all free, all on the glory stream. You're still pretty much Roman Catholic in the eyes of God the Father. You think you're all free. You think, oh, I'm not religious. My church speaks in tongues, science, miracles, and wonders. We get covered in gold dust. We get drunk in the spirit. Listen, you're still in the tabernacle of Molech, and I love you. And I'm not saying, oh, I'm so much better than you. I'm just telling you, that's how God the Father sees it. It's still earthly. You're still in human shelters. Mount of Transfiguration, reality. Peter, James, and John. Let's build one for Elijah, one for Moses, one for Christ, and live in this glory, this fading glory, this fading experience, because I don't have faith that out of my belly can come a whole different mountain of Zion that will melt Mount Hermon into the sea. Amen. Holy Spirit. It's all based on our unbelief that we don't think we'll get anything more from God. 
That's why so few donate, so few give, and then manifest when you talk about money every day. Because they don't believe in God. The flesh is always an unbeliever, and we try to clean up our brain to be a good believing brain. And it's fake, and it's phony, and it's wrong, and it's satanic. Crucify the brain and live in your spirit, and you'll see God is creative power, creative energy, divine ability, might, energy, flowing out of you to create anything. You could create a new universe with the whisper if it was according to God's will. I believe there's enough anointing right now in your bellies. If you were to connect your brain to your spirit and repent, which means return to the high place. The high place ain't Satan's stars that fell from heaven. The high place is returning your brain to Christ in your belly, rivers of living waters, John 7, 38. You have to return your brain to the river. And the river only flows out of your belly. All this stuff for like Jesus in the sky, Jesus out here, all of it's Satanism. All of it's Freemason Christianity. It is. It's witchcraft. It's what robs the prophets and apostles that they still live in caves and holes in the ground to this very moment. Because they're God-outside-minded. Galatians 3.1 Bewitched. Listen, you need the revelation that the Holy Spirit, God the Father, and Jesus Christ have only worked through men and women's hearts and stop stealing their inheritance and giving a false external Jesus the glory and the finances. You're fueling the whore of Babylon and not the kingdom of heaven. It's an abomination. Most people actually support Satan in their Christianity and not Jesus because Jesus only works through men and women's spirits. Amen. The new covenant is your body is the temple. When you give some Jesus externally the glory and you're sowing into an external Jesus, you're actually worshiping Satan. It's that severe. That's what Jezebel is. Jezebel is the principality that Jesus is not in you. Jesus is out there somewhere, and I can't find him. But I'll try to work for him and be good to him. Now you're serving the devil. That ain't Christianity. That's bewitchment. And so you need a revelation of divine love that Jesus literally came into your heart. Read Song of Songs in the Passion Translation until love awakens your garden, and you can walk with him in the coolness of the day in the secret place of the heart. Your only enemy is religion after you're born again because even sinners know that lust is wrong. They do. I mean, you don't have to tell anybody that all this orgies are wrong, wipes... You know, I know there's people out there who say, but even sinners know that lust is wrong. It's true. 99%. I know there's some extreme ones out there that are all into that. But most sinners will even agree... In, at a society level of secularism, that all of that black magic rebellion is wrong. They punish them, they put them in jail, they put them in prison, they do all this stuff to them, and they don't even believe in Jesus. I mean, they, you know, you look at these nations that are non-Christian nations, and there's severe penalty for being bad. Okay? There's penalties for being bad. You don't need revelation on being bad. You don't need to tell people who are bad, because the natural realm already does that. What you need is revelations of love to remove the knowledge of good and bad from your brain, which is Satan's prison of your spirit life. That's what hatches the shell. Not telling them how to be good in the brain. Not telling them what's bad in the brain. Revelation into the spirit to crucify the brain. It's a completely different realm. It's the tree of life. The tree of life builds up the spirit and hatches through the flesh. It has zero, zero, zero 
to do with the brain, the flesh, or the blood. Zero percent. And we have mixture, and we still think, yeah, it has something to do with me. And we still got an ego, we still got self-consciousness, we still get offended easily, we're still full of Satan's pride, we're still full of the world, we're so full of religion, we're full of demons, full of snakes. There's no snake more evil than the religious spirit. The religious spirit is the devil himself, Lucifer, the fallen angel, the fallen cherubim, the ancient primal evil, the red dragon. So when you dabble around with being good in the brain after you're born again, you are more satanic than people in the occult. It's actually the occult what most born-again Christians get involved with after they're born again. Their Christianity is completely occult Christianity. That's no exaggeration. If you have a Christianity in buildings made by human hands, there's no question about it. You practice necromancy. No question about it. Because that's what the ziggurats of Sumeria are. Buildings made by human hands. Trying to reach God by being good in, in a natural body instead of the celestial spiritual body. That's the curse of the fall. Adam and Eve left their spiritual body's abilities and came into their natural body and had to do natural things to reach God. That's what Satanism is. That's the purest form of occult activity. It's called d diabolical religion. Amen. And we're dealing with it right now in your brains, and that's why I feel resistance when I'm preaching on it. I love it. Going right after the devil, right after the mark of the beast, right after the carnal mind, the seat of Satan. Satan only has one throne, and it's the unrenewed mind. Amen. And if you burn up the unrenewed mind with revelations of divine love, strong enough love dripping from the marriage chamber in the celestial realm, it all burns, and Satan has no possibility of moving on the face of the earth. He can't move. He can't do anything. Satan can only legally move on the face of the earth if you're unrenewed in your mind. So his number one priority is to get born-again Christians bewitched. Because then you forfeit your birthright. You're born again, and you have an inheritance. You're a brother and sister of Jesus Christ after you're born again. That's what the Bible says. But then, if you start working in the brain and doing natural religion, you literally become the servants of Jezebel. Satan's army is all born-again Christians who have forfeited their birthright, who have begun in the spirit and try to finish in the brain. Talking about tens of millions of people. Tens of millions of people. You need to wake up. It's serious. It's life and death. We've already seen hundreds die. Hundreds are dead because of it. It's life and death. It's no joke. The drunkenness is actually the seal inside Eden. The apple wine, the new wine, the drunken glory is being saved from the realm of the natural. And people make fun of it. But that's the only way you cannot have the world's influence in your heart and mind. And so they can't understand the things of divine love because they have no revelation. My people perish for lack of knowledge? No, that's how they perish in the first place. The tree of knowledge. My people perish for lack of revelation. And the number one most important revelation is the revelation of the Father's love. Because religion gets you to doubt the Father's love. Religion gets you to doubt the Father's provision. And you go into slavery and you try to provide for yourself and be a better businessman and do all this stuff. And if you would just receive His love, it would open up for you like the treasury of Solomon. 
like the treasure houses of the heavens, the windows of the heavens would open for you if you would only believe in Christ in your belly and give Him your whole brain, give Him your ability, give Him your whole soul, and stop trying to do everything yourself in your own strength. When we try to use wisdom and be a good steward, is that just not an excuse of being a blasphemous antichrist? Are we not just blasphemers? Twisting the scriptures so that they're a dry, dead letter that kills? And there's no wine in it, there's no anointing oil in it, there's no freedom, there's no abundant life. It's just demons. We're out here building pyramids in Egypt, calling ourselves Christians, but we're more like Satanists. And that's the truth anyhow. Let's raise $3 million so we can build a new ziggurat, but let's not build up people's spirit life and revelations of divine love and take the whole city. Because you're deceived. And you're still under the shadow of Satan and not the Father. You're still building shelters for Elijah, Moses, and Christ. And it's blasphemy. That's as evil as it gets. And people pretend like that's as good as it gets. God the Father sees it as wickedness. That's the wickedness the floods of divine love will destroy. In the days of Noah, all the pyramids of sorcery were destroyed. In the days of Jesus Christ's second coming right now, all the pyramids of man's religious building out of their brain and the knowledge of good will be completely destroyed in the whole world. Everything you think as humans is good will be destroyed by God's perfect fire and perfect glory and perfect love. Because man's good is the Antichrist. Man's good is the seat of Satan and the enemy of the truth. It's true. The good brain that hasn't crucified with Christ doesn't know anything about love. It's only selfish. Look at me. Look at what I'm doing. It's not look at the Father killing me and getting me drunk. Foolishness of the Father wiser than the wisdom of men. If I'm out of my mind, it's for God. If I'm in my mind, it's for you. I mean, are we out of our minds like Paul in ecstasy? Are we still in our minds trying to look good in front of others having carnal religion, carnal ministry, people-pleasing? Is it not the serving of demons and not the Holy Spirit? You know, I'm, I'm passionate about this because I can feel the Holy Spirit grieved inside my heart every day of ministry for 13 years. Every single day. Quenched, grieved, resisted, blasphemed. They come after all the holy, sacred things of God with all the religious brains and good ideas and false prophetic words and servanthood of Jezebel and blaspheme and pour out poison, pour out wormwood, pour out works, pour out Remphon and Molech calling themselves God's people and they don't even know Him intimately in their own hearts. They don't live out of revelation. They live out of death. Mm-hmm. They're under the canopy of the fallen angels and not under the canopy of divine love. The two trees in the garden are going to come into a maturation. We're getting stronger in our group because we have a ton of revelation. More revelation than any time in history because we need it because we're melting down Babylon the Great and the Whore of Babylon which is all external Christianity. It's all come Holy Spirit Christianity. Hello! And we're not mad at anyone. I'm just telling you, that will not get the job done. That will not transform states in the Union. It will not bring never-ending revival. 
We need the fullness of the new covenant revelation of the temple of the Holy Spirit and the plumbing of God out of our belly flowing rivers. Holy of holies, the throne of God and the Lamb rising in our hearts and burning through our faces like Jesus Christ on the mountain of transfiguration. Every single one of us. Amen. And we won't fall short of that mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus, which is the full release of the Father's love, which is the full release of the glory of the God of God. Habakkuk 2.14, the knowledge of the glory shall cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. What's the knowledge of the glory? Revelations of divine love. Amen. The knowledge of the glory is the revelations of divine love. Amen. You cannot grow your spirit unless you know you're loved. And that's not a side dish. I tell you what, that's our infatuation. That's our obsession. That's our addiction. Anyone that says you need to go into some other stuff, you know, not just this love stuff, is a lying demon and a servant of Satan. You can spend your whole eternal life in the love realm. That's the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. You should spend all day in revelations of divine love. That's the fastest way to grow. Don't even waste your time on anything else. Because if you don't have love in you, all the knowledge in the world won't do, won't do you any good. It won't. You'll have no breakthrough in any area of your life until you know how much you're loved and you come into the full experience of divine love, which is the glory of Christ burning within you. And all that junk in you of religion and try harder, be better, you're not good enough. It's all religion. It's all Satan's pride. That's how the fallen angels feel. You are feeling the emotions and, and feelings of demons until all the revelation of divine love burns out all the demonic influence from your hearts and minds. And then you only feel ecstasy. Jesus entered the joy. He entered the ecstasy. Amen. The word joy means ecstasy and rapture, delight and pleasure. He entered the Garden of Eden is what it means. It says it several times in the Bible. In scorning the shame, crucified naked, ah, who cares, it's only a vapor in time. They don't have cameras anyway, they'll never be able to show me. You know, he was thinking about stuff like that. Holy Ghost. They crucified him naked. But no one had a cell phone, so we have no record of it now. We just got the, the shroud with his imprint on it, the supernatural shroud. That's the, it was a photograph. Hallelujah. And he died for us, and he scorned the shame. Most horrible death ever. Never sinned, perfect man, the Messiah, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You have to get this, because this is the love realm. It's the fullness of the crucifixion of Christ crucified, naked for your sins, so that you could live with him where he went, in my Father's house. The realm of love to enter Eden with him spiritually by revelation upon revelation in your belly, shooting up fire into your brain and convincing and persuading your mind that the spirit is more real than the natural. And then step by step, you step out of the natural into the spirit until you're sealed in the spirit with the name of Jesus Christ, the name of God the Father, and the name of the New Jerusalem sealed and all of our minds fully renewed to the greater one in us and repented and removed and separated from all that is in the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Amen? Be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. It's fun. You're not missing out on anything. Holiness is the greatest pleasure of all time. I'm, a, I'm so addicted to holiness. Holiness is my heroine. I mean, if I'm not feeling the holiness, I'll, what do I need? Give me some holiness. Where is it at? 
I'm like that with holiness, I'm like that with righteousness, and I'm like that with love. Amen. You go after holiness, righteousness, and love. You go after the revelations of divine love in the Scriptures, putting all that revelation, all the words of God as love, golden apples and settings of silver inside your spirit. Your spirit's the setting of silver. And the golden apples are the revelations of divine love. And you put it inside your spirit, and it becomes like a silver mist and golden glory, the fire and glory. I myself will be a wall of fire all about you and the glory within. That's the silver and the gold. Amen. Of your spirit completely enriched and glorified in revelations of divine love. And then no, there will be no temptation that could ever seize you because you're so high all the time. Everybody will want what you're on. They'll come around you and that's how Jesus lived. It's, people would just follow him because they'd want to drink that silver and gold that was just flowing out of him. All that favor, all that wisdom, all that love, all that supernatural power, all that prospering energy. And they just come around, they get touched, and they just be, woo! Go to the next level just by coming within 50 miles of them. Straight up truth. That's how the sons of God will manifest. There'll be so much of the Father's goodness pouring out of us that anyone within a radius of us just breathing us will just get promoted. All you gotta do is soften your heart and breathe. Soften your heart and breathe. Breathe, breathe, breathe. Breathe it in and receive it. And don't harden your heart towards love and you'll just fly away into paradise. Amen. God has made it so easy for people that you could be transfigured in this generation simply by breathing. It's true. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. King David walked in a measure of it. So if it's been hard for you, that's because you've been trying so hard. Because Satan, it's impossible for him. Satan will never live in this realm. So you have to separate yourself from the demons, the religious demons, the lust demons, all the sins that are in the world, because the demons live in the sin that's in the world, and the darkness in the world, and the lust and the pride that's in the flesh. And if you separate yourself from the flesh, then you won't feel any of the demonic influence. When you stop sinning and stop serving demons, stop serving fears and doubts and worries and cares and concerns and idolatry and everything in the natural realm, and you start serving Jesus in the Spirit, all that stuff gets removed from you and you'll never have a negative feeling or emotion again because you're not with those who have the negativity. You're with those who have the positivity. You're in the tree of life and not the flesh. You're in the heavenly realm. You're in the glory. You're in Eden. And the more and more time you spend in Eden by revelation pulling your mind into that place, into your spirit, the more glorified you'll feel, the better you'll feel, the happier you'll be, the more your face will shine with love. And every little spot and wrinkle, every little blemish, all the negativity in the countenance of the front of the soul burns all the way through until you're only releasing the nine fruits of the Spirit, the nine spices of Song of Solomon through your whole face, the fullness of the Father's love, perfect glorification, manifesting from the tops of the spice mountains of the Garden of Eden, overcoming the world, yes, because you believed in Jesus, and now growing in divine love to the place of rising to the top of Eden, not just being saved and having fire insurance. I know if I were to die today, I'd go to heaven. It's now growing in the kingdom realm by revelation after revelation so that that realm is so strong with me. There's so much information of that realm in me that's alive. Because it is. It's a, it's a knowledge. It's a spirit of knowledge working mightily in you that knows how to use that world to transform this world through your heart and mind. That's what revelation is. It's experience in the kingdom 
in, in, in the Garden of Eden, in the throne room, in the marriage chamber, in the library, in the, in the body part room, and, and all the realms of heaven that you need revelation in, and then bringing it out of heaven through your heart, bubbling up in your belly. It comes in like oil, and the oil will energize the Word, and then it comes through your face like thunder and lightning, and it's creative, and it transforms the natural dimension. It dissolves the flames of the heavens, and it melts the elements with fervent heat, as it's written in Peter. Amen? And you do it just by growing in love, growing in intimacy. Your heart opens like the lily of the valleys, and your soul just fully releases all of His love right through your face. And so your face will burn through everyone's face. That's how the face of the earth becomes the white stone with the new name on it. We're going to tattoo planet Earth with the glorious name of Jesus Christ. And all every face will burn with the fullness of the release of our glorious love and intimacy with our bridegroom king out of the marriage chamber. And it just burn right through everyone's souls. Everyone's conscience will be burned and cleansed with fire. The seraphim are here and they're released upon every soul on planet Earth to cleanse the conscience, forgive all sins, remove all sins from all nations, tribes, and tongues. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Pray about partnering with Red Letter Ministries. we got a lot of growing to do in the natural realm. You know, we're full-time ministers. It's right that we, we receive tithes and offerings. Ask the Holy Spirit how you can support this ministry and obey the Holy Spirit so He can increase you in the marketplace and let us come into a financial covenant in the name of Jesus Christ. You can sign up at redlettermen.com. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Amen. Glory.